He said, I am what I am by the grace of God this morning. I am what I am because of that lighthouse. Because Jesus is the lighthouse. Did you ever stop and think about if it hadn't been for Him, where would you be at today? Well, you know that. And so, today... God laid a message on my heart. You've heard him preach. I've preached it. Probably every preacher that's preached very long has preached it. And and I got to sitting there reading the other day, and I kept thinking about the Scripture in the Bible, and I went over there to it. And I got to reading it, and I said, God, I said, why preach this message? God said, because the world that you live in now, people are forgetting. Read over in the book of Peter. Peter said, I feel it's me, or I feel like it's important that we need to have our minds stirred up sometime. Amen? Oh, we like to hear about heaven. We like to hear about the beauties in heaven. We like to hear about mom and dad and our loved ones being in heaven. But we think that comes automatic. But there's a price to pay to get there. A lot of people have been to all or somewhere down through the years probably. And I think there's many of them because they got saved. And I've talked to them. And me and Dean was talking yesterday. And you asked them, where do you go to church? Well, I don't go to church, but I'm saved. So I got saved back 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. God's not worried about when you got saved 10 years ago, 5 years ago, even a year ago. God's worried about where you're at with Him today. God's not worried about what you've done for Him back down the road. God wants to know what are we doing for Him today. You won't understand this morning, but God gave me a title of this message this morning that I'm going to preach. And the title of the message that God has given me to preach is No Hope. I preach this message a number of times in different ways and forms, but God never gave you to title of a message, no hope. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 16 in verse 19, it said, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sword. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Heavenly Father, I call upon you once again this morning, Lord, to be with me. Because without you, Lord, I know that I couldn't stand and do this this morning, nor any other time. And God, I just pray this morning, Lord, there's one here that's lost and don't know you, Lord. I pray, God, this morning will be the morning that they come and receive you as Lord and Savior. Lord, my heart's heavy this morning. You know that. My heart's burdened this morning. You know that. But God, I just thank you this morning, Lord, because I know, God, that I can count upon you when I can count upon nobody else. Father, I pray this morning, God, that you will 
open my lips this morning, Lord, loosen my tongue. And Lord, I pray, God, that through me you may speak, God, what you want said this morning. And I realize, God, it's not about me this morning, but it's for me as well as everybody else. Lord, I know that I'm not worthy, Lord, to stand here and would not be if it hadn't been for your grace. And Lord, I'm so thankful this morning, God, for the song that was sung this morning to touch my heart. Father, we love you this morning. And Lord, we just ask now, Lord, that you take us and use. God, I pray this morning, right now, that you will bind the enemy that I know that trying to come against us, come against this church this morning. I pray, God, that you will bind that enemy, God, and cast him out if anybody brought him in here this morning. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And God's people all said amen. amen. No hope. I want to ask you this morning, if Jesus came today, where is your hope at? You know, He's coming one of these days. And the Bible says He's coming in an hour that we don't know. Talking this morning about things changed over the years, every 20 years, every century, things changes. Everything changes every century except one thing. And God does not change. I don't care who we're at. I don't care what kind of church we're at. I don't care what denomination it is. We can have anything and everything going on. But if it's not to glorify God, then it don't mount to one hill of beans. The Bible says everything we do, do it to please and to give God glory for it. I asked Emma this morning, I had that song on my heart. I came up to her and she came out here and I said, Emma, I said, I want you to sing a song this morning. She said, I said, not to you. And she said, uh, named over another. And I said, no, that's not it either. She said, I've got more to go to hell. I said, that's it. I said, that's it. Morning I wake up, I've got more to go to heaven for than I had yesterday. Amen. I've got more to go to heaven for because God has been gracious to me and let me get up another morning, another day. Amen. And I thank God for every day that He allows me. Some of you might say, well, if I was old as you was, I thank God every day too. Let me tell you, there's some younger than I am going to die before I do. Death has not got no age limit on it. Some people's got a mind say, well, I'm going to wait till I get old like you, and then I might get, get saved. I've got a word for you this morning, young people. You may not live to be as old as I am. But I'll tell you what you can do. You can have all hope if you've got it in Jesus Christ, going to heaven one day. We're living in a world that's mixed up. Amen. Living in a world that's mixed up. The world is a flying by, and I think the church is trying to catch it. Amen. Used to, the world will look at a church, you know, different than what they look at it today. And why is that? Because the world looks at the church today and they can't tell a bit of difference in the world and the church. Some of you don't like that, do you? Well, i got another word for you. 
I don't care whether you like it or not, it's the Word of God. <laughs> you know, they sang that song there a while ago, and I asked him to sing it. But my troubles and trials, I'm going to leave behind. Amen. One of these days, I'm going to leave them all behind. And when I leave here, <laughs> all my troubles, all my trials, I've been in the ministry for 40 years. You say, you ain't been a pastor here for 40 years. I've been going on 24, just past 24 years pastor. I was 16 years and the teenagers, young people across the road. I've seen a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. But I believe we're living in a world today that's worse than I've ever seen. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, not meaning to, but if we're not careful, we get so self-satisfied and fall into such a formality that the devil slips right in. We better be aware, church. I'm going to talk about two men here this morning. You say, well, I've heard that before. Well, but I'm going to do what God told me to do. So there was a certain rich man, now notice, a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple. Anybody knows why he said that? Because back in those days, purple was so scarce with a dye that it was awful, awful costly. And you had to be sort of on the rich end to afford it. So this is what this man, a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and he fared sumptuously every day. You know what that word sumptuously is? Excess. Had no worries. He was rich. He had no worries. But listen to this. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus. Reckon why he didn't mention a certain rich man. Reckon why he mentioned Lazarus. Which was laid at his gate full of sores. Now which one had you rather been? Most of you are going to say or think, well, I'd rather be the rich man. That's the way a lot of the world thinks today and a lot of people thinks today. They think they're rich, they think they're wealth. They think that's going to satisfy them. But a man told me one day that was wealthy, I know he was wealthy, and he said, Brother Ralph, he said, money is so worrisome to have. He said, you're afraid somebody's going to break in and rob you? You're afraid... You know, you're going to lose it. And he said, I'm going to tell you something. He said, money will not make you happy. Money won't make you happy. I'm talking about being rich. How many of you like to be rich? Nobody. Y'all all lying to me. Somebody raise their hand. Jerry? Thank you, Jerry. Oh, I've got some young people back there like to be rich. See, that's one thing that's changed used to. The young people lie to you. Now the old people will. Oh, about changes in life. But here were these two men, men, Lazarus and I don't know, certain rich man. But if you notice, the rich man, he had it all. Fine clothes, plenty of food, everything he had. Servants to bring him. He fared sumptuously every day. I mean, anything he wanted, he'd order them and they'd go get it and bring it to him. And Daddy, I've often wondered, that man that was rich, I've often wondered just how big a guy he was. Don't say he worked or nothing. He fared sumptuously every day. He ate the best food, wore the most clothes, just sat back and relaxed and had others doing it for him. 
He thought he had it made. He thought he was better than that Lazarus out there at his gate. You say, well, why did God let this happen? Sometimes God will use you. God will use you sometime to reach somebody else. And the Bible said he laid at the gate there desiring to be fed. In other words, he was hungry as a beggar. He's filthy as ragged. And all he done was desire to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Back in those days, I read one time on that, and they said back in that time that they eat with their fingers. You know forks and spoons ain't always been. They eat with their fingers and hands. And the crumbs is talking about the crumbs that fell from his table while he was eating and they crumbled up and he fell down on the floor. And that's all the rich, that's all Lazarus asked for was just the crumbs. I'd rather tell you something this morning, my friend. I'd rather have the crumbs that Jesus got to offer me than what a rich man got to offer me. And so we find these two here though, in verse 22, it said, And it came to pass that the beggar died. That the beggar died. What happened to him? And was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, but the rich man also died and was buried. You see the difference in the two places? The angels came and carried him to heaven. The rich man died and was buried. Now I'm going to preach for a little bit if you don't mind. And the Bible said in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment. And he seeth Abraham afar off And Lazarus in his bosom, in his presence. What do you believe the rich man thought then? He's gonna, he was thinking just like you're gonna be a thinking if you choose to go to hell. Boy, I have made a big mistake. Wake up, people. Time to running out. Summer's come and gone as a young, as a minor prophet said, summer has come. And just about gone, and winter's here, and still people are not saved. It's not that God's not pouring out His Spirit upon us today. It's we're just not receiving it. We're not receiving it. Too many people, Christ holders have prayed God into formality, and they go to church on Sunday morning and they think, well, I've done my duty today. Well, you've not done your duty today if you just go to church on Sunday morning and you're satisfied with that. What did you get when you was at church? If you don't receive something when you come to church, uh, then you might as well stayed at home or went somewhere else. 
And it came to pass that these two died, and the Bible said, in hell. In hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom or his presence, and listen to this, and he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and touch it to my tongue and, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Is anybody hearing me today? Is anybody watching? Are they hearing me today? Don't turn it off. Listen to it. This is a warning in the last days. Look what's going on in Israel in the last battle. The Bible says it's going to be fought. Uh, it's going to be over there in the east and it's going to be in the battle in the valley of Jehoshaphat which is right among that place over there. And the Bible says that they're going to gather all going to gather around Israel. If you're watching it, you'd see Russia's gathering in on it, Iran's gathering in on it, uh, and, and so about three or four Saudi Arabia, and they surrounded it, and the Bible said that's what would happen, uh, that the every nation would gather around Israel, uh, and the battle was going to start. But I'm going to tell you who's going to win uh, the war. Jesus is going to win the war, uh, and those that are born again and saved, amen, over there. Church, the prophecy has been prophesied. The Word of God has been written. And it's plain to see and people uh, chose to get deaf ears and blinded eyes and they do not uh, see and know what's happening and what's going on. Lazarus died and the angels come and carried him. Boy, wasn't that been a trip. But the rich man died. And I just wonder who carried him out to the cemetery. He hadn't paid nobody because evidently he's stingy to pay him. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus. <laughs> send Lazarus. Don't you know that that rich man, don't you know it was going through his mind? He's seen old Lazarus up there and Abraham moved. Don't you know it's going through his mind to look at him up there now? Boy, he was, he, that man has laid at my, laid at my gate begging the crumb that just fell off my table and I, I wouldn't give it to him. Why didn't I, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do, why didn't I Invite old Lazarus then. Why didn't I get him a doctor? Why didn't I get him medicine to help him clear them sores? Why didn't I buy him some new clothes and put on him? Why didn't I invite him into my table and sit here and feed that poor man? Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do that? If you go to hell this morning, you're going to be like the rich man. You're going to have the same feelings. You're going to be able to see. You're going to be able to hear. You're going to be able to taste. You're not just going to burn up and that's be hit. If you go there, you're going to ask yourself this same question. Why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I do that? Why didn't I pay attention when the preacher was preaching? 
Why did I let my mind be off over yonder somewhere? Why did I sit there and under my breath talk about my pastor? Why was I jealous of him? Why, why, did, why did I not like him? And now I realize he was preaching me the truth. Why did I get mad at my pastor? Why did I walk out? Why didn't I reach out and help him and pray for him more? But it's going to be too late. It was too late for this rich man, I'll tell you that. Now this is not a fairy tale church. This is the Word of God this morning. And the Bible said, But Abraham said, Son, remember. Oh, you're going to be able to remember. Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things. And Lazarus, evil things, but now. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. There's a difference in hell and heaven. Amen. I had, I've had a young man to tell me one time, you young people listen, I had a young man tell me one time, he said, when I die, he said, I'm going to take a keg of beer with me to hell. And he said, I'm going to get me a, a cedar casket so I can hear it a popping when I go through the flames of hell. See, he realized there's a hell. And if he didn't change, he was very, very surprised. Because he wasn't taking no keg of beer to hell. This man said there wasn't no water in hell. Wasn't no water in hell. And he said, and besides all of this, he said, send Lazarus down here just to dip his fang. Catch my tongue. I'm burning up. I'm in, I'm just burning, burning. I'm on fire here. I can't stand it. And beside, and Abraham said, and beside this, and beside, and beside this, between us, and you is a great guff fix, so that they which would pass from hence from to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. In other words, there's a great guff between here. Now let me tell you this this morning. If you go to hell, you're going to be able to see in heaven. Is that the Word of God or not? Church, help me out here. That's the Word of God there. This rich man is describing what hell is going to be like. You're going to feel, you're going to taste, you're going to see, you're going to hear. And he said, I could see Abraham and Lazarus. But Abraham said, there's a great gulf between heaven and hell. He said, if we wanted to come down there, we can't. But he said, neither can you come up here. The only difference, we're not, I don't believe Christians are going to be able to see in hell. Anybody believe that? I don't believe saved people are going to be able to see in hell. Because it was, it wouldn't be heaven, would it? Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would have sent him to my father's house. He was a begging now. You know something long about now? He realized that he had no hope of ever getting out of hell. No hope. If you go to hell, there's no hope in getting out. You're there for eternity. No hope. 
There's a lot of people lying, laying out there today. There's a lot of people sitting in churches today that's not fully committed their lives to Jesus Christ. Amen? They're doing what they want to do. I heard a, I heard a preacher or someone, I believe it was King of Kings Radio, was talking the other day. And he said, you know, we can go to church and we can live a Christian life in church. It's easy. Anybody have any problem living Christian life here at church? But he said, if you want to know what kind of person you are, just check yourself when you was living away from the church. Check yourself at home. Check yourself on the job and see what kind of person you are. What kind of person are we this morning? Oh, we come to church and we sing and shout and hallelujah and praise God and all that while we're in church. But when we walk out them doors the next week on our job or whatever, what kind of life are we living? What, what, what kind of witness are we to the world out there when we're out in the world? Do they see Jesus in us or not? Some of you ain't receiving this very good. If you'll digest it, it'll help you and do you good. He said, send him to my father's house. Why? He said, for I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, uh, lest they also come into this place of torment. Please send them. I, I have no hope now. I realize that. Abraham, I, I realize that. But Abraham, I've got five brothers still living at home. Please send Lazarus down there to testify to them and tell them what a place I'm in and where I'm at. And please tell them, do not come down here. And Abraham said, and he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they will repent. Listen to what he said. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. Does anybody get that? The warning is you better get right with God. You better live right. If you'll get right with God, live right with God, then you die right with God and you'll go to heaven. And it's everybody's choice. It's you young people's choice. Listen to me back there on the back. It's you all's choice today where you spend eternity at. It's your choice. But I'm just, this old preacher, he may be old and about half crazy, but I know what, what I'm talking about. If you choose to go to hell, you're going to use the same words. Why didn't I listen to that preacher? Why did I sit back there and look at my, my cell phone? Why did I sit back there and not pay no attention to what the preacher was saying? No hope. If you have Jesus Christ not in your life today, Brother Billy, you have no hope. Just saying you're a Christian and being a Christian is two different things. Anything can come out of this mouth. But where's your heart at with God today? Come and get a song. I'm done.